So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock. Bringing your inner light to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody, to uh, Tuesday's edition, I suppose. I always say this week's edition, and now we do two a week, so I have to update that somehow. I'll find a new term for it, of Everyday Connection. I'm Rico Shields, and I have here with me Jean Victoria Norlock. Hello, everybody. How are you? I am doing fantastic, as always, Rick. How are you, darling? I'm wonderful. Wonderful. It actually have some dark clouds in the sky. It looks like we might get some rain here in Houston. And uh, uh, we got a little uh, about 10 days ago, but other than that, it was like 100 days. So <laughs> it's been a bit. Well, yeah, rain in, in Houston is pretty exciting. Yeah. And uh, I know that our guests said they were having some electrical storms around the area, so that's good. Hopefully the state will uh, get wet. <laughs> it would be nice, I'm sure. Would be nice if ours dried up, dried up. Yes, yes. Well, we could trade. We could do a trade here. Um, why don't you tell us just a tiny bit while we're getting Paige into the room? Sure. About uh, this looking younger thing. All right. Well, for those of you who don't know, um, Rick and I are part of a project called Looking Younger. And the idea behind Looking Younger is to offer a platform to young people from around the world to write about social issues, world issues, family issues, school issues, bullying, whatever um, cares, concerns that they may have, or possible creative solutions to um, to any of life's challenges, any creative outside-of-the-box ideas that they might have um, about how to co-create our world into um, a place that's full of peace and harmony. So what we're asking them to do is to write into the blog site, which is lookingyounger.blogspot.com, and they write in their blogs, and come January 1st, uh, the Blooking Younger family, the team of... Um, a team of people have agreed to spend time going through the blogs. We'll pick 150 blogs, 50 from three different age groups, and we will publish those into a book called Looking Younger. And the book will then be sold and made available through my publisher, Grave Distractions Publications. And it'll be made available, hopefully, eventually around the world. And the proceeds will go to two charities that are youth-oriented. Fantastic stuff. 
yes, it should be a lot of fun. I can't wait to read some of the stuff that these young people set in, send in. Um, they really are. I, I don't want to say anymore that they're our future. There are now, and we need to start listening. Absolutely. They're right here. They're right now. Um, they're not the next generation. They're this generation, pretty much. Uh, and uh, and I find, given a chance, I had an experience with a uh, young man that I know here in Houston uh, just a couple of days ago, and he heard something, and the very next day in the shower, brilliant idea just pops in. <laughs> and it really was a brilliant idea. I have to give I have to give that young man who I've never met in person but have talked to over the computer several times. I have to give him credit. I really do. It was uh putting his creative genius to work. Absolutely. And not not washing it away with the rest of the uh didn't throw the baby out with the bathwater when the idea came in the shower. That's Yes. I I used to get ideas, but uh, I used to think I was crazy, like people had told me. <laughs> well, I think that's part of it, though, right? Because he he's had a lot of encouragement to think outside of the box, to follow his passions, to figure out what um, what he loves about life, what he likes to do, and then find a way using those skills and that joy to be able to, in turn, pay his bills and um, take care of his financial responsibilities. So, and I think that that goes a long way with young people today. That if you give them, if you give them the encouragement, and say, you don't have to necessarily do it my way, do it your way, um, just do it, and give them the space, and they will come up with some incredible solutions to problems that even adults would be pulling their hair out thinking about. Absolutely. Um... Sorry, I was typing there. I saw that. <laughs> well, it's funny that I can do about ten things at once in my mind, but I can only do about one or two physically out here. It's it's interesting contrast. But, um, you know, I'm just trying to help our guest get in because uh, she's trying to Skype in and uh, because we think we get better sound quality that way, but um, it's difficult. It's set up not well, perhaps. <laughs> It is. It's a. It's a whole bunch of button pushing. Actually, it takes um, three three different hits in order to Skype in. Um, that's using Internet Explorer. I don't know what it's like on other on other web browsers, but using Internet Explorer, I've I've done the Skype in thing, and it it does. It takes three different windows that pop up that you have to hit, and then you have to patiently wait for it to call you. <laughs> um, so it it can be a bit confusing, definitely. Absolutely. All right, she's going to call in. Um, that'll be good. Uh, of course, we're sitting here talking in the background about Paige, as if all of you know Paige. Uh, Paige Bartholomew is going to be online with us here just momentarily. She's our guest uh, this evening. Uh, uh, we often or I often use the word light worker. Paige uh, refers to herself as a love worker uh, and uh, helping people find true comfort and peace inside their own skin, which uh, is a, an amazing gift uh, if you have it. And um, uh, she's right here in Texas, so that always rings bells with me. 
And uh, in Austin. Yeah, and uh, up in Austin. St. Edwards University. Absolutely. And um, um, so she's. Uh, we, we scheduled her into the show, and then at the, about the same time, she started an internship and a private practice. So it's been a little bit crazy. And, <laughs> and uh, uh, she she said, well, maybe I bit off more than I chew, could chew. And I said, no, just maybe, you know, a, a, a steep hill. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but uh, Paige? Yes, hi. Hi, how are you? Well, a little frazzled because I couldn't get the Skype to work. Yeah, I'm so sorry I'm about here. that. We're gonna we're gonna find a better way to do that because uh, it does make people frazzled, and we don't want it that not around here. Yeah. No, no, definitely not. Yeah, so I'm gonna take a minute to take a, a breath here and uh, just land. So I haven't heard anything you guys have talked about yet. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I haven't been here. Don't, no, don't apologize. Not Goodness a problem. Gracious. We talked about our uh, one of our other projects that we're doing, uh, Looking Younger, and then I was just starting to tell them about uh, Paige Bartholomew. And now you're oh. here. You can do it. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure what you and and Jane is here. Who uh, Paige and I spoke uh, a few days ago, but uh, you two haven't had the opportunity to speak, and so perhaps even with the uh, traditional first question, the overused first. Uh, I mean, the traditional first. Question. <laughs> I overused, like overused, overused. You like it? Okay. I, I do. It's you can't overuse it. You just like it because of the first way I asked. Yeah, the first yeah. Time, the way I asked it the first time. Um. So, hi, Paige. I'm Jean. <laughs> um, hi. Hi. I, I know that you have an incredible amount of stuff on your plate right now. You're doing an, an amazing amount of stuff at one time, going to school, starting a private practice, um, it, and countless other things on the side. But is there any way that you could possibly, for us, condense real quickly, uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself? And and then we'll run run from there. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I am 40 years old, and I'm finally starting to be able to do what I really want to do. And so that's a really you know that's a really big deal for me to be able to have gone back to graduate school and finally go into counseling, which I've wanted to do since I was a kid. Um, and also in the last year, I have gotten just an incredibly strong message to start a Facebook page and YouTube videos, which I, I kind of surprised myself with those. They kind of came out of the blue, and <laughs> and now it's just the most fun. It's the most amazing thing that I have met so many people from all over the world. And I just kind of didn't expect that. So it's and it's been a really an exercise for me too in um being brave. Being finding my courage and finding my voice and not being afraid to just be myself, you know, be as I am for whoever's listening. And in, it's been surprising because 
because of the numbers of people that I've met. So it really has been a big lesson for me to finally kind of stretch my wings and, you know, kind of come into my own. And I hear a lot of people talking about being able to do that at a much younger age, but I think that I was really kind of packed down, um, kind of crunched down by the world for a really long time. And it took me, you know, all of those years to kind of dig myself out. And so, you know, um, I have a lot of compassion for for the struggle here on planet Earth. I think that a lot of people are struggling some some struggle um, in a real outward way and they make a lot of noise and, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease kind of thing. And some people struggle silently. But um, there is a lot of a lot of people suffering and I've figured out a few ways to help myself um, not have to suffer. And that doesn't mean that I don't ever suffer. It means I don't suffer for very long. That's a huge, huge statement. To be able to say for myself, wow, I've really walked this path and learned how to not have to suffer if I don't want to. So the suffering comes, and I I know what to do with it, and I don't sit in it, and I don't let it collapse me anymore. So, um, you know, that's sort of a brief overview of kind of what this path has been like for me um, in this life. That's a, a huge, impactful statement that um, you're making to say I've I've figured out how to not suffer. Um and, and you're right. There's still a, around the world and I mean and and I mean we need to cut some of the BS and stop thinking that the suffering is just happening in third world countries. That's that's not true. It's happening in America, it's happening in Canada where people are um completely feeling trapped in right. In situations that they they cannot seem to grasp or control, and and we all believe you know you have to you have to be able to control your future. Um, so I have a couple of questions for you now. I understand you're a Sufi master. Well, I would call myself a Sufi student. A Sufi student, okay. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Can you before we get into your current education and schooling, can you explain a little to our listeners um what that means and what the process is with regards to progressing? Oh, yeah, in in on the Sufi path. Yes. Yes, that's okay. Um, well, I will say that when I started the Sufi path 14 years ago, I did it not so much because I wanted enlightenment. I did it because I wanted to stop suffering. I did it because I didn't want to hurt anymore. And, you know, I'm not the fastest learner. (laughs) It took me a while to really catch on that that just doing the practices every day is not going to take away my pain. Um... And I think once I let go of really, like, being, it was almost like I was clinging on to my spiritual path 
with my fingernails, just begging God to stop the pain in my life. And, you know, it did not, it, it did nothing. And then one day, I I became so, one day it was, it was when my first husband and I got divorced, and it was one of the most devastating things I've ever been through. And I just, and I have two children, so I had to really keep it together, and I wasn't together. And I remember just being like so broken that I just decided to stop. I was like, I can't even pray anymore. I can't even do this spiritual path anymore. I'm too broken. I was just on the floor. And it took me about six months or a year of being broken on the floor before I realized that it was never those practices that was going to take away the pain, that I had other work to do, that I had something else to learn about myself. And when those things started to dawn upon me, when those secrets started to be revealed to me very slowly, because I'm a slow learner, (laughs) like I said, um, you know, and then I start, and then I could go back to the practices, and suddenly I knew what the spiritual path was all about. But it wasn't until I went all the way through, you know, clinging to it and begging God and the whole nine yards, and you know, throwing myself into an extremely. Um, I mean, I really was very. I hate to use the word strict because it was. It was really f- from my heart. The path of Sufism is from the heart. But I threw myself into it. Devout. Very, maybe. Yeah. Um, and I, and it wasn't until I went all the way through that and came all the way out the other side that I, I really learned what Sufism is, is truly for and what it's truly teaching us and what it's truly about. So... Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if that answers the question you asked me, but that was where my heart went with the answer. So, <laughs> No, that's okay, actually. Um, it kind of helps lead into my next question because you're doing something really incredible. You said you're, you're in your – you're just 40? Yeah, I'm 40. Yeah, okay. So now at the age of 40, you've gone back to university. Mm-hmm. And you are taking all that life experience, that trauma, that pain, um, that sorrow, and the experience that you've had to work through that and find your peace, and you're taking that um, to go to school um, uh, to become a counselor as as a, and a therapist. Is that yeah? Okay. Yeah. So wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just going to first I'm going to say thank you for that um for the courage Aww. to go to go back to school at that age um and for the courage to take that experience or multiple experiences and and to rise above them spread your wings and fly on back to society and and be able to step into a role where you can you can really do some some empowering work with people who who are feeling powerless and out of control. So so thank you for that. Um yeah. and can you 
can you tell us a little bit about, because how long ago did you start back at school? It's been about two and a half years since I started at the graduate program. Okay, so now, in um, you're in your last year now? I'm in my last few semesters here, yeah. Oh, that's exciting. So you're almost done. <laughs> yeah. Have, have you been able to integrate some of the things that you learned um, through your spiritual studies in the past with what you're learning now in a conventional education environment? Yes, um, I have. You know, um, some of the older theories and methodologies of psychotherapy don't don't really speak to the heart. And so, you know, I've learned them like a good, diligent student, um, and I know them, and I know how to practice them. But that's not really where I feel like my work is. Where I'm starting to really see um, the merging of the spiritual paths and the spiritual teachings that we've had for thousands of years and psychology is really in the realm of neuroscience. So it's interesting that spirituality and psychology are actually coming together in the body. So what they're finding with new neuroscience is they're learning about the way the brain processes stress, difficult emotion, physical trauma, emotional trauma, relationship trauma, and they're watching how the brain responds and where it routes the memory. And this is such important information for us because I think as spiritual seekers, we've spent years, you know, probably our whole lives kind of disregarding the body and spending a lot of time in our mind, in our spirit, in our heart, and exploring those worlds. But we're kind of like, eh, physical body, that's, you know, that's for babies or whatever, whatever the story is that we, we tell So two tell weeks ago. About. Yeah. Um, it's really... It's really interesting to me that when I bring the spirit and the mind and the heart into the body and include the body, like, it's part of things, you know? It's here. It it wants to be included. That's when I really get it. That's when the That's when the transformation really sinks in. So I think that that this is really where, not only where medicine is headed, but it's where psychology is headed. And I think it's going to be really, really interesting to see how the spiritual teachers start to kind of pick up on this. And I know there are a lot that are already doing it about really grounding into the body and not just staying up in the astral realms and the spiritual, you know, dimensions. So that's been the most exciting stuff for me in graduate school was learning about the neurobiology and the attachments and the way that our brains deal with trauma. I think that's beautifully said. Um, uh, my friends, uh, Nestor, are fond often of saying, "You, we didn't come here to learn how to be non-physical. You got that part down. <laughs> 
you're physical I, for a reason. The body is part of the deal. And in um, that blending, you know, it's almost like you've got science on one end that's all body, and you've got spirituality on the other end that's been sort of all nebulous. And it's the marriage of the two, it's the blending of the two that uh, is the the way forward, I think. Right, and in terms of psychotherapy, it's actually, for me anyway, it's it's where I see the most profound change. So if we keep it all in the mind, but we don't integrate the body, then we're not going to see... We're not going to see complete change, right? If we if we just change the body and we don't change the mind, then we don't see complete change. So it has to be all the levels of the being. And I think, Jean, you were you were asking about that a minute ago with Sufism. The four, I think you were asking about the four levels of the being in terms of Sufism. And this is Sufism's been talking about this for thousands of years. So I just find it really fascinating that the mystics and the scientists are both speaking the same language now. <laughs> Don't you all love that? I, I really do. I actually um, read a great book by um, the Dalai Lama, the only book of his that I've read. That um, I, I read it the first time I ever went to the Philippines, the, the same time I started this journey. And I don't know why I picked that book up out of a bookstore of, you know, thousands of books. But I did, and I read it all the way through, and it was called The Marriage of Science and Religion. And um, the more I, I go through this journey with with my own experiences, like the, the healing book I just put out, I realize how important it is to open up that conversation between the spirit and the physical. Without it, I would not be walking. And um, so I agree with you completely. I was just, I was very curious about your schooling because I'm actually looking to go back into the school and, and get reeducated. And I was thinking myself about counseling, but I wasn't sure how they would accept or if I could marry the things that I've learned into, a, you know, conventional education. But yeah. obviously you're saying that, that things are changing. And I see it in the spiritual teachers and le- um you know, the spiritual teachers as well. So I, I see it changing in with that respect, but I don't have um, a lot of contacts within the scientific community. So it, it's really nice to see an inside view of that. Yeah. You know, some, some graduate schools are a lot more holistically based. I happen to go to one that's really not. Um, it's very mainstream, um, but that's just because it's the one that's available to me in my city. Um, so I've just kind of gotten as much extra education as possible. But yeah, it, if you if you want to be a spiritual therapist, there are so many awesome programs out there, and I don't think we have enough. I don't think we have enough spiritual therapists. The the need is so great. People are so hungry for it. I actually think I'm thinking about conventional um, conventional social work. Yeah, because I, I just went through the social system myself because of, of physical illness and wasn't able to work. And a lot of the counselors that I spoke to, I, I told them my thoughts and feelings on how to, you know, I, I, one of the things I noticed, and you may 
this is something we can actually discuss right now because now I've got somebody out there who who um, understands this from from the other end of it. So me as a patient, I get given a a piece of paper that has a list on it of stuff that I have to get from my doctor, and one of those one of those things I had to get was a list of restrictions, a list of things that I couldn't physically do anymore. And I asked the counselor, I said, have you guys considered rewording this to to change it around so that it's a list of things that I can do? And I mentioned it to my doctor as well, and he said that's a you know, good point. And the counselor that I spoke to said she was going to talk to her supervisors and they were going to, you know, she was going to try and move and, and get them to rethink the wording of of the material that they were giving to people who were coming in with physical disabilities that needed help. Ah, yeah, that's awesome. And it's great that you brought it to their attention about the wording because we all know how important empowering words are versus disempowering words. Right, so I'm just it's hard to see the patient side once you've spent the years to get onto the other side <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. So are you able yep. to are you able to do stuff like that within within the school system? Yeah, I could I could do that in the school system. That's probably not where I'm going to focus, but yeah, the, my training would allow me to do that. And certainly with social work but I find um, this almost growing movement, and in, in, in ways it's almost uh, growing quietly, um, because for years it was sort of in in the uh, spiritual circles the, to be down on classic structure and classic sciences and and uh uh degrees and that sort of thing and and I have always just felt if not known that it did you got to bring all that stuff together you can't you know you can't leave it out um and so it's it's very exciting to me to see people that you know you say well the school just because it's what was available to me is more structured and more classical well mm-hmm. but you'd also had these you know by then ten you know decade of practice uh, on the spiritual side so so you sort of had the one to bring together with it and and uh, uh, I think it's just exciting because the more patients that are aware enough to say something and and then uh therapists on the other side that are aware enough to hear it um it it seems to be coming together and it sounds like that's what you're saying is one of your big focuses in your in your private practice is to bring well in your practice in general is to bring heart and spirit and mind and body all together yeah yeah most definitely i I do feel like we need all of them, and not all therapists practice like that. You know, some some therapists are more into behavior change or, you know, cognitive change. But I really, really feel strongly about wanting to work with the whole being, um, because because that's how I learned. You know, so I think it's I think that's so cool that we bring to the world 
the very thing that we are good at. You know, what is my internal experience of the world? How do I learn? What has shaped me? And I can bring all of that as a specialty to to other people. And I think that's, that's probably the best way that anyone can practice in whatever their field is. Don't you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's um it's I think it's a real blessing that um and I know you're not you're you're not the only one because I've spoken to other love and light workers out there who are reintegrating back into the workforce and taking what they've learned and and bringing that into regular jobs that um that need that yeah. love and light, that understanding. Yeah. And that that's really cool. Yeah, and and you know that's a really really good topic there, Dean. Um, the issue of light workers being out in the world, and I think that so many of us feel like we don't belong, or maybe like we're really alone, or that we're just so different from the mainstream. And that's probably true. We probably really are in a lot of ways. Um, and there's also ways we're not different. We're all human bo- human bodies. We all had parents. You know, we all grew up, and everybody who's 40 used to be 20. We do have things in common. And so I think when when we love workers and light workers come into the world with sort of this quiet, I call it the veiled mystic, so when I walk into the world as a veiled mystic, what does that mean? It means the people at the tax office downtown probably don't want to hear me start talking about, you know, multidimensional stuff, right? <laughs> they don't want to hear that. <laughs> they would probably laugh me out the door, even if I, you know, if I tried. <laughs> yeah, you guys know what I'm talking about. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, but but I think I think what you're you're getting at is that it's important um, to remember that it's not it's not necessarily always about talking about it about teaching it it's just simply about living it so living in that in that peaceful vortex and allowing that energy to touch the people around us and then if they come and ask how can you stay so calm all this time when you know everything's gone then you can share what you know. Right. Yeah. And I know it's a big. Go ahead. Go ahead. Wow. Wow. Got a little echo there. Uh, Did maybe your screen refresh page and sound coming from your computer? Maybe it's just my uh, the echo inside my head. There's not much in there, so it echoes a little bit. Um, (laughs) But. uh, okay, now see, I had a brilliant question, and then I talked about my echo. Um, but but I agree about it. Just like you're saying, it's bringing it all together for you. It's that's what everybody's trying to do. Really, is they're trying to. Everybody's a spiritual being having a physical experience, whether they know it or not. And but they're all trying to, you know fit in with what's going on around here and um uh, and they all 
almost all, see something they think should be changed somewhere. And um, the answer is not to run away from what you think needs to be changed. The answer is to make friends with it. And it sounds funny, make friends with what you don't like, but that's you got to get in there somehow. And uh, and some people are not, you know, it's not like we're all going to be massage therapists and uh, coaches. Right. That's right. So, yeah, hey, so- do you – sorry, I'm going to ask you another question because this, this really fascinated me. Um, I, I, you chose to do your your job placement um, where? Um, I'm doing it at the, at the Catholic Diocese Family Counseling Center. And it's and like an also- internship or externship or I'm sure it has a lovely name. That's right. That's my that's my internship, and then I'm also I've also just launched my private practice alongside that. So so here's an interesting an interesting question that um, I've been kind of tossing around in my head. Um, how doing doing that at a Catholic diocese? Um, are you able to speak openly about the journey that you've had so far? Um, and, and does it conflict with some of the things that, I mean, the expectations of of the place where you're doing your internship? Or is it actually um, a bonus for you? Yeah. Um, let's see. How to um how to answer that. It's it's kind of like going back to the concept of the veiled mystic. So to me, love of the divine is universal. So if someone comes in with love for the divine that's wrapped up in a Catholic package, then I just go with the Catholic package. And it's actually delightful to me. I actually really like it. And I really like to explore different ways that people perceive and experience the divine, you know, different pathways that they get there. Um, if, If you have someone who is really passionate about their religion, then to me that's exciting because I feel like that's common ground. I don't I don't view it as there's, you know, we're on a different ground because I studied Islamic Sufism and these people are Catholic. I actually find a, a lot of similarity. But in terms of talking about my Islamic Sufism, no, I don't. I don't talk about it to the people who are super Catholic because that's not my really my purpose there. My purpose is to meet the client where they are, to discover where they want to go and who they want to be through their lens. And so in that capacity, you know, over there at the Catholic Diocese, I join with my clients on a spiritual level in whatever way they want to do it. And that to me is like the best thing. I love it. But in my private practice, I have a lot more, you know, latitude. People come in and there's a lot of, you know, kind of more um, different viewpoints in different religions and, you know, people who don't have a religion and people who are new age or have been sort of new thought. 
um, there's all kinds of possible more I guess more lines of thinking in the private practice. Well, and I think it's a huge statement when you say it's not your job to talk about this. It's your job to find out where they are and and then from where they are try to get to where they want to be, the peace, the comfort, the uh, comfortable in your own skin, uh, uh, so many ways that you can put it, Um, and... And that's really what it's all about. I, as you said, it's a, it, it really can be interesting when you detach from it to look at all the different ways that people hold the divine. Because they're all. I mean, I can sit down and read the Torah and the Bible and the uh, uh, words of Muhammad, and it, it it's they're the same to me, and the similarities. Yes, they're different, but the similarities far outweigh the differences. So mm-hmm. I've never really quite understood why there's such difficulty for the, you know, uh, well, ones that claim to be, you know, all the children of Abraham and they can't get together. Of course, I guess brothers and sisters, we always pick on each other. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it yep. does make sense if um, you want to break down barriers that you have to be the one to 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 you know, walk around like there are no barriers and, and there shouldn't be barriers. And that's, I'm so glad, um, I'm so glad that you embrace it because it's actually the answer I was hoping for (laughs) (laughs) Um, because the division scares me. And, and for a Sufi to be able to walk into a Catholic diocese and feel right at home, um, because it's an expression of connection to spirit, then, then yay, you know, that's where we want to be. That's, it's um, respect and open acceptance of everybody's everybody's understanding of what spirit this this connection to spirit is, and it, it it does reach everybody on an individual level. So, in order to help people, you have to come at it from their angle and understand from you know look through their eyes if you're able to. So that's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. You win tonight's yeah, bonus prize for getting the correct answer. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I I I do. I'm wondering what um, how best to word this. So you you were you went through a divorce, um, lost your marriage. You said, and um, yeah. you have two kids. So, um. Your private practice now. What are you are you focusing on? Family counseling? Are you focusing on individual counseling? Is there a focus for you, or are you just going to help whoever needs it that you feel you can help? Um, yeah, I'm going to help whoever needs it, who, whoever I feel that I can help. And occasionally, you know, clients come that you can't help, and and to know that limit is part of part of the, our training. You know where where is my limit that I maybe can't help this person, um, but that's rare. That's rare. So yeah, I I think just um, the focus is finding personal meaning and helping people to find that that place of real peace and you know stillness inside 
And that doesn't just, you know, come out of nowhere. You really have to, you really have to work for that. Um, and and I really, that is my passion. That is my passion. I I am getting my license will be in in marriage and family therapy, and so I'm getting extra training for marriages and families. Um, but I also will be licensed to individuals, and I'm I'm starting my private practice now because I have because I'm able to practice under a supervisor. So um, while I'm saying that I, I don't have a license in the state of Texas yet because I'm still a graduate student, that's how I'm able to see people now. I just so excited about um, the bridge that you're building. <laughs> I really am. I'm fascinated yeah. by it, excited by it. Um, just thinking I'm back. Too. Yeah. I, I bet you are. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's such a fine example, uh, if not almost textbook definition, of at least what I meant when I first ever said everyday connection is how do I blend who I am, who I know I am inside, in here, in my heart, how do I blend that with the way that I would like to express myself in the world? Whatever that is, from a counselor, therapist, coach, teacher, banker, construction guy, I mean... It, just because you have found that your found your spiritual connection to me doesn't mean that you can't be whatever it is that you, a computer gamer or whatever it is you want to be. Yeah. And it's that blending uh, that we often talk about, and uh, and so it is. It's very moving to listen to somebody talk about doing it. Every day, because you get up and do it every day. Hmm. You're, you're bringing who you are to 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 your life as you chose it to be. It's just a, it's a lovely picture. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. You know, um, I like what you said about bringing. I'm not going to repeat the words right. <laughs> you said bringing yourself to your life. Yeah, bringing who you really are, bringing who you know you are in your heart and expressing it in the world the way you want to. Yeah. You want to help people, and so you're expressing that. And um, uh, in, in, the, in the avenue that you have found, and other people, are, other people are massage therapists. I mean, no disrespect when I said that earlier. Uh, what, but what gets me going, and I know it gets uh, Gene going, or I believe it does, is um, when somebody has found that spark and is going. Uh, last week we talked to a young lady that for her that was to go on vision quests into the wilderness, and she did. And for you it's uh, counseling, uh, and you're there. And um, uh, that uh, none of these none of these things are ruled out by you know the connection right and and 
it, it seems to me that that's what we're supposed to be doing. I mean, you know, the world needs architects and accountants and bankers and massage therapists and presidents and political people and you know we need we need all these people but we need these people to be fully authentic and to be fully who they who they are absolutely so um let us know we're we're getting down into the wind down part of the hour uh we want to be sure that folks know where they can find you on the uh, on the web, or uh, how to find how do folks find you if they're interested in uh, uh, coming to see you or working with you. Well, if if you want to learn more about me, you can go to my website, which is pagebartholomew.com. And if you want to join our very lively and fun. Facebook page where we talk about consciousness and healing and love every day, um, then you can find us at Evolution Revolution on Facebook. Excellent. Trying Evolution to- Revolution. I love mm-hmm. that. <laughs> I really yes, do. I don't that for that. <laughs> One of my good girlfriends came up with that. She's the witty friend, and she came up with that. <laughs> so we need everybody. <laughs> That's awesome. Evolution, revolution. So, so here's um here's a question for you, then Paige, because both those words are are used a lot in my work. <laughs> how how do you see? Evolution. I mean, um, the, people talk a lot about enlightenment in terms of, uh, some people speak of it almost in terms of actually leaving the physical and going beyond where we are now. Me, I see evolution a little different. How do you see evolution and how, how do you envision the revolution of evolution? <laughs> so you waited until the last 10 minutes to ask that question. <laughs> well, I just heard the name. <laughs> you got 10 minutes, darling. We'll keep you on longer if we have to. It's okay. We can stretch the we, show. I have no problems doing that. Absolutely. We we don't have a time clock. No, no time oh. limits for you, my dear. So go go for it. Well, I would love to hear what you guys have to say about this, too. So if we have time for that. I'm uh, sure. All right. Um, so for our listeners, we're stretching the show. <laughs> Be prepared. Okay. Um, so let's see. You know, I think our, our perceptions of reality are really shaped and molded by our experiences, whether the experiences in the physical, experiences in the spiritual, um, whatever our experiences are is what our that's what's going to shape what we believe. Um, my experiences have kind of led me to have a worldview where I see evolution as the process of waking up to who we are. So that's going to look different for everybody. And for me, it 
it seems like, you know, a pretty, I guess a simple way for me to describe my journey with it is that I spent a lot of years from the time I was born into at least my late 20s being completely just confused. I, w- I wouldn't say that I was completely unaware because I knew that there was something going on that was more than than what they were showing on the Brady Bunch, you know. I knew there was more to life than that. But um, I was very confused because the world did not validate what I felt in my deepest being. So as the years went by, I started to really begin, I started to listen to what is what is it my deeper self is trying to say? What are my dreams telling me? Um, and I started to look at my life as though it were giving me signs, almost like signs to wake up, like alarm clocks all over the place going, remember this, remember, remember. And so I started listening that way. Okay, how can, what, how can I remember another small piece of myself through this situation? So over time, that has brought me to a place where I have a really good sense of who I am. And I've actually had enough experiences um, in the non-physical to know a lot of things about deeply who I am and where I, where I came from and my, the origin of my soul, the origin of my being. And I love helping people remember that. That's my passion. So um, I think that as we continue through these times, and it's, boy, it's, man, it's it's hot right now. <laughs> people are just like, you know, people are just almost like just agitated everywhere because it's, it's so fast and it's so hard. Um, but I think... I think people are just popping into awakeness. You know, you can see them just sort of popping awake all around. And I think as we continue on with these times, I don't know exactly what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen with the earth. I There's no way for me to know anything about whether we're going to shift off into two worlds or some people are going to wake up and some people are not. I don't choose to really spend a lot of time with those stories because to me those are stories and the story isn't really going to bring me to the deepest truth so for me I just try to stay as centered and grounded in my knowing of who I am and always waking up every morning going okay What can I learn today, again, about who I am? I want, you know, one more little piece and just step after step after step. Remembering, waking up, remembering and waking up and being gentle with myself. And, man, that's been a hard thing to learn. Because this world doesn't teach people to be gentle with themselves, especially not in the West. So, yeah, all of this is in my mind is a process of you know just really remembering the truth that's buried in our it's buried in our heart and we can access it everybody can access that 
So, wow. Right on. It is really right on. cool. You're getting a lot of positive love comments in the chat room. <laughs> oh, cool. uh, uh, yeah, lots of love, Paige. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say I agree, but my past, like yours, was was convoluted and confusing for a long time. I think the first line I ever wrote and published said, this week I started a revolution, and it took me till my second novel to figure out that the revolution I had started was within my own heart and my own mind and my own life. Ah. Um, and and when I think in terms now of evolution and humanity and evolving humanity evolving as a species, I think about humanity evolving to to a point where we really embrace um the joy of being human and the physical experience. Um to me evolution is just a continued chance to keep doing it better and better and better and better and better and better and better. Um and and screwing this up so that we can fix that and I I mean it's it's for me a really yummy experience to you know i i don't i don't want to see us ascend overnight i i maybe that's selfish of me but i love this experience of watching people grow and expand and come into their own and and explore their potential as an individual as a family member as a friend um you know, and and yes, Janet ascending <laughs> exactly. Um, but I'm I'm one of those ascenders who just doesn't want it to end. You know, I, this this is the yummy. This is the, the act of evolution is the yummy for me. Um, and and goodness gracious, you know, I I, I want to see where it goes because it's exciting for me. Um, and and that's you know, that's what revolution evolution means to me it's it's that collective yearning to step inside the self and improve upon self or wake more up to what our self is saying to us so that we can bring that out into our world and and collectively expand as a race so that's what it means to me um but like you said, that took years for me to even get to that point, and I still have so much left to learn. Yeah, and I'm not sure. It, I'm not even sure that I think that we are going to just ascend and that's it, and then we're just it's all over with. Do you, do you think that? I mean, I I feel like it's just going to keep bunnies and rainbows. No. Yeah. No. No. no bunnies and rainbows. No, I certainly I certainly don't think that. I hope not. Um I I I came here to be physical. Um and I love the physicality of being physical even with breaking my back and the pain and the injuries and and the heartache and and all that stuff that goes with it. Um there's so much joy along with all of that and so many incredible people that I can learn from and and talk to and and this huge, amazing planet that I can explore and get in touch with. Um, no, I can't see it ever being over. I, I think we've just we've only just begun. I certainly yeah. hope not. 
ever with the over. Um, Ascension's fine for me for a term as long as it's kind of like a spiral staircase or a staircase or a ladder or a that I don't see the end of it up there. Uh, and you know, what's that look like? I don't know. That's what I'm here watching and having fun trying. And, uh, you know, like Gene said, we have to try this and screw this up so we can fix that. So we can do, it's all just almost like trial and error and experimentation. And then it's, you know, oh, I didn't like that very much. Let's try this because you you can try it all. There's not really these limits on what your expression should be, and uh, it's what we all railed about, I think, when we were teenagers, is we just knew somewhere in the core of our being that there shouldn't be limits on our expression. And mm-hmm. and so I know how radically different my worldview is today than it was two years ago, five years ago, it it. it Five years ago, it's like different people. So I don't know what I'm going to think about all of it in, in, in five years from now, but right now it is such an exciting ride that I don't want to miss a single guest on the show, a single day of watching people. Like you said, it's like they just sit up and go, wow, what happened? Where are we? What? What? <laughs> Wait, what? I'm a What? And 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 but then if you can just kind of relax into it, you really kind of have fun with it. Um, and uh, so that's kind of what I see is just bringing the bringing whatever's your juicy to the to the game field, and we'll just all you know, like the science fair, we'll all go enjoy everybody's juicy stuff. Why do people want to bring their Nastiness, you know. You you say, well, I'm going to bring my experience and my suffering and my. No, I'm going to bring my healing. That's what I'm going to bring. And I, it brings my empathy for, you know, your suffering. Yes, oh yes, I've. Oh God, yeah, I did that. I threw up three times that day. So we know how that is, but we also know how the healing is, and uh, it's different for everybody. But we know how it feels, and we know how valuable that is. And I think sometimes just sitting there in that knowledge is the job, if there was ever a job. Not sure there's anything so serious going on here. <laughs> Bunch of game-playing infinite creators. <clears throat> playing hide-and-seek. <laughs> because, you know, I think some of us do tend to take it really seriously. You know, I I, I have been known to, be, to have been called serious. And even though I have a really great sense of humor, when I get focused on something, I really, really focus. And I think it's because there's a part of me that knows that I came here for something, and I and I really, really want to, I really want to do it. And so I I do get really serious, and it's really great when I get those reminders from people like you, like, hey, this is just supposed to be fun, you know. Even awakening and healing and the whole thing. It's fun. Oh, it is. It ought to be, you know. And um Enlightenment. Lighten up. Lighten up, yeah. You go. 
it, it's you, you want to step lighter, you want to feel lighter, you want to feel enlightened, lighten up. It just there's not so much the you know. There you go. If I haven't learned to astral project by January fourth, twenty twelve, I'm not gonna make the December deadline. <laughs> really? Really? Where did you get that? Where where do these people come up with that stuff? You know? There's, there's no end of it, but, you know. Too funny. My goodness. I'd say something, but I'm too busy laughing. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, it's, it's one reason that we come together here a couple of times a week is because we just have a blast. You know, I mean... It's it's fun, you know, and and we can make fun of anything that happened in between that we didn't like, you know. But uh, it, it's this this game of expansion of like you said, you get up every day and you go, okay, I'm going to find one more little piece of me today. That's such the adventure, such the treasure hunt. You know, yeah. little kids running around the doors looking for, you know. Do you have a bobby pin? It, it's it's the treasure hunt of what's over there. I don't know. I'm going to go see. And uh, and bringing all of you to whatever that is for you, you know, is just beautiful. And uh, gosh, I, that, that brings us pretty close to the uh, end of an hour after you take out some of my rambling and babbling. Uh, <laughs> Okay, we love you anyways. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm glad. <clears throat> There's a neighbor in my apartment complex has a bumper sticker on the back of their car says, "I hope God isn't too picky." And uh, <laughs> I, I I I love that bumper sticker. Makes I need me laugh one of those. every time I walk by the car. I, I um, keep saying God's the greatest comedic scriptwriter of all time. I mean, if you really think about some of the things that have happened in, in just your own personal life, your friends' lives, your I I I could not write this. I don't know about you guys, but I've had I've had some crazy stuff happen. There's no way I could sit there for a thousand years and try and think this shit up and I couldn't do it. It wouldn't happen. I mean God has to be a comedian. I, there's no other explanation for it. I'm sorry, I gotta say it. It's gotta be the sense of humor is there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, and you guys are bringing it through so great. Thank you so much for offering the show a couple times a week. And I mean, this is just delightful, fun, and it's you know a place where people can come to you know think about new. New thoughts and experience new people, and it's just all held really beautifully. Thank you so much for what you're doing. Oh, Paige, it's our pleasure, really, and we, and we mean that in the most selfish of senses. <laughs> we do, we do. <clears throat> we, have, we have way too much fun to give it up. Good, so, good. Uh, that's that's really. I mean, right now it's all about us. Yeah, yeah, and. Hey, well, you're sharing the joy, and it's spilling over. So, you know, I think it, I, I think you think it's about you, but it's spilling over. Everybody's well, receiving. The, the love is obviously spilling over in anyone that has the uh, uh, good fortune to 
meet you and get to know you, whether it's as a client or uh, an interviewer, because you're just a joyful person, and uh, that's such a joy to be around. Absolutely, absolutely. We have to be very grateful to our guests for always bringing on such incredible energy into the show, and also to um, to our ever faithful audience in the chat room who um, who bring bring a little light and laughter our way as well. So, our love to the chat. There's too many of you in there tonight to name you all, but um, <laughs> we won't rattle off all the guest numbers. But we not- do appreciate each and every one of you. You know we love you. We we really do. And um, Paige, this was a lot of fun for me. I I love what you're doing. Um, I actually have a meeting tomorrow to find out about my re-education options. So this couldn't have come at a better time for me because going into counseling for me was a scary thought at the age of 36. But lady, if you can do it, then so can I. And you know, right? Um, oh, so thank it you is, for that. Uh, Rewarding, the most rewarding, best job in the whole world because because you get paid to sit and love people. What what is that? Why you know that's the most amazing thing that I can think of. So and sometimes I even feel weird about it being a job, but it's needed. It's needed. So anyway, good luck with that. I I think you'll be a fantastic counselor. Well, thanks, Paige. Um, I, I, for anybody listening out there, this is from somebody who who's gone through the counseling jig um, for divorce and, and various other reasons. If I could recommend this as as um, a patient, if your counselor says to you, "I get paid just to love people," that's the counselor you want to go see. So, Paige, just keep going, girl, because, wow, you're going to be an amazing influence on so many people. So thank you for what you're doing. Thank you. That really touched my heart to hear you say that. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Love to everybody tonight. Love Love to to everybody and uh, uh, to uh, our inner child family. Janet representing tonight. She's in there typing links for me now. This is (laughs) – you're hired. We're hiring um, Janet. And to Bill, it. who's on the road. Yes, Bill, who's stuck on an airplane somewhere, uh, winging his way through the skies and spreading his love, uh, our love to you. So, again, www.pagebartholomew.com. Links will be up on our website, and uh, I'll tell you all about that on my little pre-recorded goodnight speech. So, <laughs> thanks, everybody. Come join us on Thursday. We'll be talking with... A young German filmmaker, Lucien No. Mr. No, Dr. No. (laughs) Good night, people. Good night. We love you. Join Rick and Jane again next time. Until then, visit their website at everydayconnection.me and be sure to like their Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everyday connection worried you might miss an episode don't worry subscribe find us on itunes by searching for everyday connection radio subscriptions are free just like your everyday connection
So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Juicy sizzling steak, hand-tossed original dough, a four-cheese blend, and Papa John's creamy signature Philly sauce. It's like the best cheesesteak sandwich ever, but way better, because it's on a pizza, which means you can share it. So show some brotherly, or whateverly love, and get yourself one today. Right now, at Papa John's, get a large Philly or any large specialty Papa John's pizza for just 12 bucks. Yes, 12 bucks. Better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John's. At participating U.S. stores, prices may vary. Tax and tip and fee extra.